you so much for listening to Uplifting Impact. I have a special opportunity for you. For everybody who is a listener, we are going to be hosting a wonderful How to Be an Ally Summit. It is a virtual summit. And for those of you who are our listeners, we know that you're all ready on your allyship journey. But if you're ready to go deeper, to learn more, to put some more tools into your toolbox, we'd love to have you join us. The summit is going to be hosted February 1st through the 3rd, 2021. So go ahead, get your ticket and make sure that you get a ticket, not just for yourself, but get a ticket for somebody in your family. Get a ticket for the people that are on your team. Let's go ahead and figure out how we can move further, faster, and together. Hello and welcome to Uplifting Impact. I'm so excited because today we have Tarek Myers with us and Tarek is going to be explaining to us some of the amazing work that he's had the opportunity to be able to be engaged in. But first of all, I just want to share a little bit of background about him. So after years of advancing equity and inclusion in the private and nonprofit sectors, notably he was served at Lyft and also at Coinbase's as their first, I'm going to say that again, as their first head of belonging and inclusion, he recently joined Jumpstart as their vice president of strategy. Now, I already explained this to him before we jumped on the line, but one of the reasons why I was so excited is because we often, when we're referring to companies that are doing this work really well, we often refer to Jumpstart. So we are huge fans of your new destination. I know you've only been there for a few weeks, but probably already making a huge impact the way that you've been doing through Throughout your career. So just wanted to highlight the fact that we're fans of you and we're also fans of the work of your company. He is a Boston native and he's directed his energy in bringing about equitable communities where the same dreams we had as kids aren't seen as audacious or unattainable because of where we come from, but possible because of where we are capable of going. And I love that mission. I love that mission. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you and excited to be with your broader community and see what, what magic we can work together. Let's uh, let's make some you. magic. <laughs> I love this. In two sentences, we talked about dreams and magic. We are definitely cut from the same cloth. And off to a good start. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that, that, that idea of trying to move from, you know, the sense that dream, these dreams are audacious or unattainable to they are, they are attainable. What drives that? Why why is that so critical to what you do and the work that you've chosen to do? Yeah, you know, you know, I think that I I always knew that my vocation in life was to be a convener. And I, and I was always in, in really in the sense of bringing people together and and on the flip side I also knew that there was just extraordinary extraordinarily a large amount of inequity that existed in our world, right? I mean, and, 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 and I don't think we always think that we're aware of it as kids, but we actually are, right? Like, why does my friend who lives in the same neighborhood go to a different school? Why is it that when I go to my friend's neighborhood, they have grocery stores and produce places, but in my community, we have check cashing places and liquor stores. Why is it that the average net worth for Black family in Boston is $8? You know, why is it that wealth building is so hard? Why are we renters and not homeowners, right? All these different questions that I was so aware of as a kid. And, and, and then I realized that, you know, I've been blessed with so much opportunity. And when I think about my childhood friends who had similar dreams that I had, 
of being presidents and doctors and lawyers and technologists and you name it, and never quite being able to actualize their dreams, I never understood it. And so I committed my life to really understanding social justice and social justice movements and, and, and never knew that it would actually materialize into a career. And it just, <laughs> it just did, you know, accidentally. And, and the way that I, I, I found my calling in this work was, you know, I was in the nonprofit world right out of college. And, you know, the issues that we were talking about at, at, at the Greenlining Institute here in Oakland was very much about economic opportunity and economic access and really highlighting the harms that the financial crisis did on communities of color, on women, on veterans, on homeowners, I mean, you name it. But what I realized in doing that work and in meeting the tech economy is that the same inequities that exist, the same inability to actualize, the same barriers that you have to overcome, the same you know, challenges that you have because you don't have pedigrees or because you come from a certain zip, zip code actually existed in an economy, a global economy that was producing millionaires and minting millionaires every four years. And it just didn't make sense to me. And so for me, I, I joined Lyft and I joined Coinbase and was passionate about DNI because I just wanted to hold open the door long enough for people who have been left out to just run through because we knew they were qualified and we knew that talent is equally distributed, but we knew that the opportunity landscape was just unfair. And after doing that work, um, it was a no-brainer then to come to a company like Jumpstart who's really trying to work with companies who are the outsiders, companies who are interesting, who have great products to offer, great experience to offer, but are struggling to be found by candidates. And on the flip side, how do we empower candidates who want to land their dream job to actually be able to do it? And I love that because, you know, so often people will come to me, I do a lot of work in, with entrepreneurs, right? And amazing people and a lot of social entrepreneurs in particular who are drawn uh, to me because of the social enterprises I've started throughout my career. Sure. And one of the things that they will, they will often come to me with is they'll say, you know what, there's this problem, there's this thing, but what they fail to do, and this is what I'm always like trying to direct them to. I'm like, okay, I, I see what the end is. I agree with you with what the end is, but what I need you to find is the gap. Right. Here is the, where is the space that will actually create the change? Right. And so often I have said, and I've said this in so many, in so many rooms, it like makes my head hurt to think about the places where I've said this, but so often we think about the fortune 500 companies. We think about the right. fortune 100 companies, right? We think about the ones that end up on our newspapers and are in fortune and all, and th they're doing, those are great companies and they're doing really great work. But a lot of times we don't think about the fortune 500 to a thousand or the thousand to the 1 million, right? right and right. those are huge organizations right. with so much opportunity and Please. so much potential. And so I have tried with, I don't know, with so many bones of my body to try and get entrepreneurs to yeah. really try and shift their focus. You know, it's okay to have those big ones too, but to really try and sh shift their focus to that, that middle, that huge middle ground. Absolutely. Because we were great people there who want to do great work. Absolutely. And I think, you know, Jumpstart's mission is to make recruiting fair for all, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what's natural is, is for us to imagine, given the fact that we're so passionate about equity and justice, to have that just be candidate facing. What we don't always think about is how we make recruiting fair for the other side of the, of the spectrum, which is companies who, you know, are in their Series A or Series B, who may not have the brand equity as some of the largest companies that we have on our phones or that are in our homes, but still share the passion for uplifting 
for engaging and for finding talent of all backgrounds. And so as we're building this talent ecosystem, we're not just trying to change the way we recruit, change the way we think about merit and meritocracy, but also change the way that companies are, are seen, are showcased, are found, who may not have the resources to sponsor the largest conferences or become platinum sponsors, sponsors, but simply just want to connect and be given a fair shot as well. Um, and so we're, we're solving two problems, right? And again, we're convening these folks together because there is this shared interest of let's remove the barriers around you didn't go to this school, you didn't go to that school. Let's remove the barriers around because of who you love or how you love them or what you look like. None of that really actually matters. What matters is how do we bring highly talented, highly qualified, aspirational folks at every stage of their career to companies ready to find them? So how do you do it? What, 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 is, the, what is the secret sauce? How, how do you help companies realize that that's a gap? And how do you make the connections? How do you broker those relationships? Well, it's a few things. So first, you know, Jumpstart is excited about working with companies that actually want to build authentic relationships with candidates, right? Mm -hmm. And it's because I think we recognize that the, the, the diversity landscape in terms of recruiting has shifted. You know, as diversity becomes top of mind for a lot of companies, companies are really eager to quote unquote win the war on diverse talent, you know? And so there was a time maybe five or 10 years ago where all companies had to do was open their arms and people who look like you and I were running to try to apply. And, and ultimately may or may not have been hired, but the point is that they were going to companies. I think there's a new awareness, especially now with underrepresented groups, that they don't have to run to these companies' doors anymore, that now they can be more selective. They can really pressure test whether companies' you know, promise of inclusion actually matches the experience that they have when they actually walk through the doors. And so the reason why you know, organizations like Afrotech and Next Play Events and Black Girls Code and you name it are so successful is because they're building community, not only amongst the candidate population to exchange ideas and exchange stories and refer one another, but also with these companies. So the first step is really being able to find companies who are values-driven, who may not have mastered the diversity um, landscape just yet, but are well-intentioned and are willing to go engage this talent. On the flip side, we have to make sure that for, on the candidate side, that Jumpstart is seen as a place that's not just going to be another CRM that harvests your data. It's not going to be another LinkedIn that just gives you a profile and a number of places that you work but a place for you to showcase who you are in a color-brave, gender-expanding brave, ability-brave way, where I'm not just a resume. I'm not just a number on a diversity chart, right? I'm more than just a number or a gigabyte. I'm a whole person. And when we can curate- what? You're a whole person. That's yeah. wild, right? <laughs> What? <laughs> and what's well before the, the talent process, right? Well before your first interview. Just build the relationship. And so part of our platform enables us to use our event management software to be able to bring and curate relationships with these folks. We're also able to give folks on the candidate side the ability to showcase who they are in their entirety, right? We give recruiters the chance to really offset their massive amount of inbounds that come from different demographics with sourcing capabilities within our platform. So it's really about seeing us as a solution, as an ecosystem. But, we, but the, none of that is really effective. It, it, at the end of the day, Jumpstart's a tool unless the intention on both sides, candidates willing to give these folks a shot, and, and, and even if their diversity is not great, and companies having to have the right intention that makes that relationship work. 
you know, and we keep coming back to that word intention, right? We keep coming back to that word intention. And I think that so often we say, or we purport that we're in our intention is one thing, and then we do something different. And so one of the things that I really love about the work that you're doing and that you're engaging in, you're going to be leading is the fact that you're moving away from, oh, I just intend to do this to like, here's an actual thing. Here's an actual tool. Okay. You want to intend? Well, guess what? Now we can help you uh, uh, live that out, hold you accountable to that and give you a space even to, to, to help facilitate that. To meet you on that journey. Right. And so I, I feel like the part of my job is thinking about the future of the company and the vision. A lot of my jobs is being a part of sales calls and I hate calling them sales calls. So they never feel like that, but it's more so how can I be a part of the conversation to help you realize the diversity solution and help you realize where you are on the journey and help actualize your intention. And yes. that's a scary thing for folks who may not have an in-house DNI practitioner. When we haven't even mastered inclusion in our country or in our world, how do we expect the business community or corporate America to do the same? So that's kind of the role that I play in really helping folks get along and meeting them where they are. But again, the intention has to be there. So how do you check for that? Like what, what, how do you know if, if an intention is performative or if it's for real? It's through goal setting, right? So it's really like trying to help companies understand like what does success look like for you? And for some companies, success is, Hey, you know, I don't have a lot of brand equity in the space. And so my goal is to really showcase my brand to a new demographic and a new consumer population. For others, success is we recognize that we have not done a great job hiring black women. We have not done a great job at at hiring gender expanding individuals. And so for us, you know, we want to be able to find them the right partner or help them think creatively about how they can go engage that population. But it all, again, comes comes with this idea of helping folks realize what success means for them. And so we spend a lot of time well before we get to the demo phase, well before we try to sell you a product to understand what you're really looking to do. And frankly, if our goals aren't always aligned, then maybe our platform isn't right, right? And so Jumpstart's goal, though we want to be a thriving business to continue to do this work, and we're only 1% of the way there, is not to constantly try to drive the bottom line, though by doing so, we're better able to serve our customers. We actually want to make sure that the solution that we're offering you will ultimately lead to impact. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in September, we're going to be releasing our diversity trends report that basically showcases the impact and work we've done in the inclusion space um, through, through you know, engaging with recruiters, candidates, and our partners over the last year. And I think you'll find when we, when we finally release this report is that we've actually made some incredible progress in the early and career space, which is our first step. And now we really have a framework and a model to really expand and capture a much broader market of individuals who are looking to be found. That's, it's just so, it's so fascinating because I think it's like the merger of all that makes us human it's exactly. the merger of all that makes business successful. Exactly. It's the merger of technology. Exactly. And it all is like finding itself in this gap between exactly. individuals who want the roles and companies who want the individuals. Exactly. And what's odd is that it, it seems like such a simple concept. It's such a simple ecosystem. It should be happening naturally, but it's not, right? Yeah, it just blows my mind. But but if, if that's the role that we're meant to play to bring about our vision of a more equitable and just world where people aren't you know defined by their life circumstances, but really empowered to defy them, then uh, then we're we're in the right place. And and that's my invitation to your community and to every community is uh, just be curious, approach it with a sense of curiosity. And if you're really about this life, tap in. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So one of the things that you said, and it just has rung true in every sentence that you've uttered in this conversation is that it's not what we do, but it's how we do it. It's not what we do, but it's how we do it. And I've seen that in a couple of places as I was uh, preparing for our conversation today. And I I really, really appreciate that. So there's going to be some people who are on this call who are not hiring managers, who are not making the decisions about being able to partner with an amazing organization like Jumpstart, who, right. Who that's not, that's not, that's not their role. So, but they still want to tap in. Right. They, they still want to, per, they still want to participate. So okay. what would you advise people who are in that position, right? Who don't have the title or don't have the, the, the purse or don't have the whatever, right. To, to engage at that level, at least yet they'll get there, but they're not there yet. What are some things that they can do inside their own organizations to participate in changing the way this dynamic works? Totally. Well I, well, I would say that, you know, independent of where people are on their equity journey, what's really important is that they understand what success looks like and they understand where their organization is going, who they're serving and how they're serving them. And I say that to say that, you know, if you're a larger brand who is just getting their DNI efforts kicked off, if you really have to understand the why, like, why are we doing this work? Why does this work matter? Mm-hmm. And um, and more importantly, it's how are we going to do this work? Are we going to do it with empathy, with understanding, with curiosity, with character? Or are we simply trying to win a numbers game, right? Simply trying to just to move numbers on a diversity chart. If you're a smaller organization and you may not be able to afford a product or still, still need us because you never know what we can work together or how we can work together. But more importantly, get the conversation started internally. Approach conversations with, with just as much curiosity. Turn to your neighbor. Look whose perspective is missing in the room. Think about forming an ERG. Well, what I realize um, often happens with organizations who are trying to start this work is they just don't know how to make that first step. And part of that first step is recognizing, you know what? This is not where we want to be. The country is is becoming more and more diverse every day. What are we going to actually do to actualize the change that we want to look for in the world? And the reality is that you don't have to be an expert. There are so many organizations, some of which I've mentioned, the Black Girls Code, the Tech Areas, the Yes We Codes, the Hack the Hoods, the Code for Americas, I mean, you name it, who are already doing this work. And a quick Google search will help you get one step of the way there. And don't be afraid to approach those conversations, even if you may not know what you may need, because you've started the process by knowing uh, where your gaps are. Yeah. I mean, it takes some courage, but if you take that first step, it's amazing to me how fast and how quickly other people will help you take the second step, the third step, the fourth step. And and who like rises in the organizations? I've had so many people that we've worked with who said, I didn't even know that within our organization already, we had this talent, right? This talent is really passionate. But the minute that we put out, we extended an invitation and said, we're going to take one step. All of a sudden, like here we have all these amazing people that we were under, we, we, I don't want to use the word utilizing, but like that we, the, the, the weren't fully reaching their potential within the organization because we just didn't know. And, and I would say just to double click on that point, two things. One, what I find in my conversations is I actually don't speak to a lot of, you know, in the last three weeks of me being here, but learning more about our partners over the course of the last three months. We actually don't speak to a lot of DNI leaders. I speak to heads of talent, CHROs, COOs, VP of, of government relations. I mean, folks who are strong, professional allies. And I think what we find is that the work always comes down to 
you know, people who are the canaries in the coal mine, people who are most marginalized actually doing the work. Yeah. And so it always brings me joy when I see folks who may not have DNI in their title, but are really wanting to make an impact. And when we stand with those people and the folks who are most marginalized, I mean, I've had some of the most explosive and, and powerful conversations in the last few weeks that I've had over the course of my professional career because folks are turning to Jumpstart to actually change the, the, the culture of their organizations. And so they're bringing functional leaders together who want to be full force multipliers of inclusion. It's a, it, is, it is powerful and it's amazing it's powerful. to watch, to be a part of, to encourage, to inspire, and you're doing all of it. Which is amazing. Thank you. So, <laughs> so thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be here with us and for the work that you're doing and, and the work that will evolve out of this because not only are you doing that work internally, but you're really setting a trend for the marketplace. I mean, you know, a lot of the excuses that existed will dissipate because your model is proving that they don't have to exist. That's our goal. I'm trying to work myself out of a job. So we'll see how it goes. But okay, well, I'm, I, I normally wouldn't say this, but I, I do hope you work yourself out of a job. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm trying to work myself out of multiple jobs, actually, because yeah. I would love to be able to be in, in a sitting in a rocking chair, not even a rocking chair. Let's 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 rewind. Let's go fast forward, right? In a couple of years, just sitting next to you, like, hmm. We did that. We did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Very good. Yeah, Very good. That's right. That's right. So I know there's people who are going to want to connect with you. What's the What's the best way to do that? So learn about us. Uh, you can find me at Tarek at jumpstart.me. Check us out. Uh, you know, view our products, schedule a demo, get to know one another at jumpstart.me. Um, and then you can also follow me on LinkedIn. And I know that you'll include a link to my LinkedIn profile. So I'm more than happy to to connect with anyone and everyone. But ultimately, it's going to take uh, uh, just a number of compounding investments from every side of our, of our corporate America sector to really be able to change the world. And I'm excited that the business community is finally going to step up and actualize the real change that they want to see in the world. So as John Lewis said, uh, you know, let's get into some good trouble. Uh, and, I, and I'm ready to do that uh, if you are as well. <laughs> You can you can sign me up, and I'm pretty sure you can sign up all the people who are listening to this podcast. So, just want to say thank you again for your work. Thank you so much for all of you who are are listening or watching uh, the show today. We just really appreciate you. Please make sure that you go check out the website, that you pass it on to the people in your organization that need to see that there are other options that are available out there. Also, uh, make sure that you share the podcast with your friends because the more people who are having these conversations who are engaged in these dialogues, the more impact we can collectively have together. So we're excited about uplifting impact. We're excited about you. We're glad that you're listening. We're glad that you're sharing and we cannot wait to be with you in our next show. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.